and Christian Vasquez has done it. Curtis, the Red Sox walk off with the win in the 13th inning. Fuck you, Rays. Eat shit. Oh, hello there. Welcome to Playing the Field, Week 5, brought to you by Jack Link's Beef Jerky. Feed your wild side. <laughs> I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, 007 Bruno. Kurt, ask me why, or 00 Bruno. You can do either or. Ask me why I'm that. All right, 00 Bruno. Why, why am I calling you 00 Bruno today? Yeah, 00 Bruno has a nice ring to it. Forget the seven. Fuck that. That's uh, already been established. Kurt. All right, forget it. Uh, contrary to what you just heard, I watched the new James Bond movie this weekend, and it was fantastic. Ooh. Loved it. End of an era for our boy Daniel Craig. Some saying there's an open role for the new James Bond. Call me Briskin, <laughs> Bruno, Briskin. Well, you know what? I I would I would add, I would certainly uh, advocate for you taking that role. I think you'd mm. be electric. Mm. Well, speaking <laughs> of electric, what a fucking win for the Red Sox, Kurt. Let's go. <laughs> I thought you were going to get into the first game already. I'm like, wow, he's really going. <laughs> no, he's really going. Yeah, dude, Red Sox. What? I know dude. we do like football, but like, come on, bro. That weird ass ground rule double in the top of the thirteenth. First of all, eat shit, Rays. I don't care if you complain. That's the rule. I don't know what to tell you. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Exactly. Um, second of all, couldn't be better timing in the bottom inning to just be like, oh, that happened to you at the top of the inning? That's cute. See you later. Like, perfect. Like, it was so awesome, too, just based on the fact that, like, it was a two-run home run. So even if the Rays, like, well, they, they have been crybabies about it. But it would have been 5-4 to four Tampa going to the inning. Christian Vasquez hit a two-run homer. Bruno, we are not – Math guys, I don't know how many times we have to tell the people we are not math guys. But Bruno, if it was five to four and the Red Sox had the four runs and they add two, four plus two, I don't know. Again, I'm I could be wrong, but that's six. Kurt. Therefore, six is more than five. Red Sox would still have won anyway. I thought about that problem long and hard, and I came to the conclusion we would have won six to five. I came to that very same conclusion. So um, I couldn't be more right, Kurt. A couple of not math guys enjoying a wonderful weekend of baseball, but Kurt. We also had a wonderful weekend of football. It was just quite a glorious weekend of football. We did. Uh, before we got to uh, the weekend, though, we had our Thursday night game last week. Uh, I almost in my head just said last Friday night. Hopefully those people from last <laughs> week caught that. I'm no, we're not let's, doing that again. Let's just get that out of the way right now. <laughs> for, all, for everyone who, who didn't quite catch it, uh, that is what we did. We, we did the Stats Guy segment first last week, and Stats Guy brought up Katy Perry in a halftime show. So naturally, Bruno had last Friday night stuck in his head and we, we <laughs> rolled with it and then I rolled with it and then that just led to absolute chaos throughout the entirety of the beginning portion of the podcast. Yeah, usually Kurt and I are like being we're all in it, we're focused, we're paying attention, doing all this sort of stuff. I just couldn't while Kurt was talking last week, I just couldn't stop looking up Katy Perry songs. I was feeling so stressed. I was like I only know like the the five to seven big hits and after that I was like, oh God, I was reaching to the bottom of the barrel. Luckily, Kurt uh, held it down more than me, but you know what? Well, at the same, time. but at the same time, Bruno, I felt like I felt like when I listened back to the podcast, my like when I was like doing recaps of some, some of these games, I used like um and uh more than I should have because I was trying to find a place to put <laughs> the stupid Katy Perry song in. So you know what? We are that's over and done with. Um, no more, no more Katy Perry. <laughs> no more planned Katy Perry. How about yeah. that? Stats guy could come in with a whole Katy Perry segment today. Who knows? That's true. We have no idea, Kurt. But what we do have an idea about is the actual results from this past weekend, starting with last Thursday night. We had a battle in the NFC West between the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams came out on top 26-17, but the main story from this game was not the actual score of the game. It was a tale of two quarterbacks. 
both starting quarterbacks injured their fingers, uh, believe it or not, kind of a weird that they had the same injury. Well, not the same exact injury, but the same, you know, uh, same type of injury. However, Matt Stafford was able to stay in the game, kind of gutted out his finger injury less severe, while Russell Wilson had to leave the game. He's out at this point. Kurt, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's out multiple weeks minimum. They're not saying season ending, but they are saying multiple weeks. Correct. So the first thing that I saw said four to eight weeks, um, and now I've kind of seen them say they kind of expect it to be a six-week injury. So, so right, right in the middle of that window. Right. So not good for the Seahawks, who already had an uneven start to this year. So for the Rams side of this, again, anytime you get a division win, especially in that division, it's great. They bounce back from their 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 loss to the Cardinals the other day. Robbie Woods, I thought, was a noteworthy for the Rams because it's been the Cooper Cup show so far this season. So he's officially back, 150 yards and 12 catches. For the Seahawks, Kurt, this is a wild thing to say. But of all people <laughs> to come in, I didn't even know he was the backup on the Seahawks. Of all people to come in, our boy Geno Smith came in. Kurt, his first drive leads the Seahawks down 98-yard touchdown drive with a pass to DK Metcalf. Actually looked not that bad. And the only, at the end, the he, so he threw an interception kind of to end the game, but like the receiver on that route fell down and slipped. So, you know, he actually looked pretty good. Yeah, Bruno, I didn't quite, being so honest with you, I did not know Geno Smith was still in the NFL. Exactly. I was like, oh, uh, whomst? <laughs> whomst? Um, I did hear, Bruno, this is intriguing, that a certain Pete Carroll did make a phone call to Cam Newton just to see just to see what what, what was going on in Cam Newton's world because um, because it is an injury that is a multiple-week injury. I don't know if the Seahawks are going to want to ride or die with Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith played pretty well, but, like, it's also Geno Smith. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe Cam Newton's a possibility. But as we know, Cam Newton's a character. Bruno, I'm about to turn into a character because pip, pip, cheerio. (laughs) (laughs) The the London game this week, Bruno. Falcons go to London. They beat the Jets 27-20. In this game, Bruno, the Falcons went up 20-3 at halftime. They hold on. They end up getting the win. More of the story for me is I thought the Falcons looked pretty good. For most of the season, the Falcons have looked like dog crap. But Matt Ryan balled out in this one. Kyle Pitts, the stud tight end uh, out of Florida, had a breakout game. His his stat line, nine receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Absolutely baller. Also, I cannot believe I'm saying this in 2021. I'm not going to let you say the name because it's Cordero. Cordero. <coughs> Cordero. <laughs> Bruno, sign it out with me. Cordero. Core Darrell. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Cordero Patterson continues to do his damn thing. He had like 110 yards total yesterday. He's an option in the passing game. He's an option in the run game. Josh McDaniels, because Josh McDaniels was the one who inserted Patterson at running back when he was yep. the Patriots. He, like a lo- he was a lost cause at wide receiver. Josh McDaniels, Mickey D's. He kind of figured out Patterson's role, so that's good for him. He's had an awesome season for the Falcons. He kept it rolling. Uh, the Jets are flying back to the USA, but they uh, they might consider leaving Zach Wilson behind because um, not good. Yeah. Not good. Once Kurt. again, I, I don't know what idiot picked him in the pick six yesterday. Uh, me. Loser. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I was all confident. I was like, oh, Zach Wilson looked great last week. Jets. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, he, he certainly cut down his interceptions, Kurt, but if that's the metric we're using to measure how well a quarterback is doing, not great, Kurt. Not great. Not great. Well, Kurt, a metric you usually use to measure kickers in the NFL 
is if they make their picks. Pretty straightforward thing. Again, I'm not a metrics guy. Add metrics to the list that I'm not of. It's a long list, but you know, you're, we're adding to you're, it. You're just a simple guy. I'm just a simple guy. I love simple things. So Kurt, I simply love to see when the kickers make their picks. Kurt, welcome to Packers Bengals. Welcome to a game Welcome where, to the Thunderdome. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome to a game that the Packers won 25 to 22 in overtime. But the Kurt, that score is absolutely irrelevant. That score does not matter. Kurt. Could care less. Could, Could care, care less. less. Let me just walk you through this fine evening of pure kicking dominance, Kurt. We got second quarter, halfway through, Mason Crosby misses a PAT. You're like, okay, you know, whatever. Kickers miss those, especially with them moving it back. Not a big deal. Kurt, let's flash forward to two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kurt, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mason Crosby missed field goal. Kurt, 26 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Evan McPherson for the Bengals missed field goal. Kurt, three seconds left in the fourth quarter. Mason Crosby again misses a field goal. Kurt, okay, it's a little bananas. We're getting a little crazy. Fourth quarter is over. Throw that quarter away. Let's go to overtime. Still tied, 22 to 22, by the way. Eight minutes left in overtime. Mason Crosby, another missed field goal. This can't oh, keep my. happening, Kurt. This can't keep happening, no, can it? One, one would think no. But... One would think simply not. But, Kurt, they would be wrong. Four minutes left in overtime, Kurt. Evan McPherson celebrated because he thought he made the field goal. But, Kurt, he missed the field goal. He, bro. he like, he like hit the bro. flag. He, he was selling pretty hard. Oh, my God. The selly. But that's just the worst selly you can do because it's an un, unjustified selly. You got to justify your sellies. You can't unjustify your sellies. <laughs> Kurt, crazy. So then, 155 left in overtime. Who is it? None other than your boy, Mason Crosby. First try, game-winning field goal. One hey. for one in his last one. Packers win, 25 to 22. Wild kicking game. The only other story is that Joe Burrow, he got kind of injured during the game. He left really briefly. He came back in. He gutted it out. Good for him. Afterwards, he got to be. He had to be taken to the hospital for like a throat contusion I saw, but the news from today says he's all fine. So, you know, gutsy performance by him. But Kurt, I just, it's it's bananas how many missed kicks there were this game. I don't know what's more wacky, the missed kicks or an injury to your throat. In, yeah. in, I don't know if I've ever seen a throat be an injury yeah. on um, on a, like a, a injury report or something. Certainly not so, in this field of work, Kurt. <laughs> Good God, I was gonna make a I was gonna make a sex joke, but then I I, I didn't know how to work it in there. Oh got so, you. Oh got good, you. Good lord. Good, good lord. lord. Oh god. Anyway, let's head to Minnesota, Bruno. Yep. The Vikings win nineteen seventeen over the lowly, lowly Lions. Um even though they won the game, they blew multiple ten point leads and had to come back in the final thirty seven seconds. They actually made a field goal, Bruno, to win the game. Wow. Um, it's just another heartbreaking loss for the Lions. <laughs> so heartbreaking that their head coach, Dan Campbell, uh, literally cried in his press conference. I don't know yeah. if you caught that, yeah. but there were literal tears. I was like, bro, bro, simmer down a little bit. All right, it's it's not that deep. You you're the coach of the Lions. Mm. Like this is this is normal. This is normal. The Lions mm. did force a fumble right after the two minute warning and recovered. In the Vikings red in the Vikings red zone, they go in to score, and at Bruno, big balls on Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. He goes, he goes for dos, not a Spanish guy there, but dos. I know that means two. <laughs> okay, they go for two, they get it. They're up 17-16. So, I I like that though. As a team that has nothing to lose, I like the fact that they were trying to they were trying to win the game. Uh, it still didn't work though. So sadness for the Lions. Yeah, Kurt, uh, believe it or not, I know this might be a surprise, actually was a Spanish guy. I took AP Spanish in high school, so uh, add that to the list of things that I am. Kurt, as Spanish word of the day, sacapuntas. Sounds kind of funky, sounds kind of bad. 
pencil sharpener. That's its meaning. Write that down. All the time at Gamble, Bruno would go around <laughs> saying sacapuntas, and this I was like, I was like, that's something sexual. It no, it's a pencil sharpener. Well, mm-hmm. pencil sharpeners. If you want to get into the, I'm not going to get into pencil okay, sharpener, so but you get the point. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty of that, but we are going to get into the nitty gritty of the next game, Kurt. <laughs> we got uh, in another uh, surprise, keeping with the theme here. What a weird game between the Steelers and the Broncos. Two teams like kind of perplexing to put it honest the broncos were three and oh that's what they started but again they really hadn't played anyone and they were coming off a loss steelers obviously disappointing what happens we don't really know it's in denver or actually i don't know where it was i actually forget where it was that i think it was in i think it was in denver okay so even more surprising keeping with the theme right because usually uh the denver the broncos have the i'm wrong it was in pittsburgh okay so uh scott's stats guy cut that out of the segment restarting yeah, please, in three God, two zero yeah yeah um, but anyways, you, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. You literally skipped one. You said three, two, zero. Not a math that's, guy, but no, that's uh, isn't that kiss, kiss? That's the ending. You know, you ever heard kiss, Chris by Chris Brown? <laughs> of course I have. What isn't is that the end? He's like three, two, zero, yeah, yeah. Or is it three, two, one? Does he say one? Have, wait, I have to look it up. Hold on. Wait, quick break. No idea. Kiss, the only thing kiss, I remember zero. is like. Remember the kiss me through the phone six seven eight triple six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. That's the only number I remember. Oh, okay. I had it right, but I said it wrong. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. He goes five four three zero. Yeah, yeah. That's how the song ends. So <laughs> okay. I, I had it. I was close, but no, close but no cigar. You had but, Katy Perry last week. You get oh, Chris boy. Brown this week. We are fucking on one today, Kurt. Yes. But anyways, uh, and speaking of uh, zero, yeah, yeah, the Broncos did not get the win. They got zero wins yesterday. <laughs> the Steelers, uh, I guess one thing, if you're a Steelers fan, you got to be happy. They got their run game going. Finally, we had been hearing about Najee Harris. Uh, he was high on the fantasy charts this year. Obviously, good in college, too. He had over 100 uh, rushing yards today, so that was really good for them because with Big Ben uh, throwing the ball nonstop, the first uh, couple of their games for the season did not look great. So they must have been happy about that. On the flip side, Juju Smith-Schuster injured his shoulder. I saw on, on the tweeter today that he is getting surgery and is likely out for the year. So the Steelers just can't keep their wide receivers healthy. They have confirmed Juju is out for the year. Yeah. You know who else should be out for the year? The entire Dolphins roster. Bang. Bang. Because uh, after a really rough week in his return to Foxborough last weekend, Tom Brady just gave a giant middle finger to Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. TB12 goes for over 400 yards and, Bruno, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Antonio Brown corrals two of them. Mike Evans has two touchdowns. It was the first time in Tom Brady's 22-year career that he's thrown for over 400 yards and five touchdowns in one game. Bucks roll. How the hell did the Pats lose to the Dolphins? Kurt, I that, first of all, I have no idea. That's a terrible loss, but you know, I, I really have no answers for that. Kind of crazy. He's never had over 400 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess he didn't always light up in New England, but you would have thought he'd done that at least once. That that Titans game in the snow, he threw right. for like five touchdowns in the first half, but not right. over 300 yards. Oh, that so, was 59 or nothing. Not, yeah, not 59. Oh, remember the good times, Bruno, <laughs> when the Pats are winning? The good times. Remember the good times? Oh, shit. Uh, shit. Well, uh, you know who else had a great time yesterday, Kurt? It was my preseason prediction for top five quarterback in the NFL, Jameis Winston. Uh, the Saints uh, go on to beat the Washington football team 33-22. to Jameis, I feel like he had another classic Jameis performance reminiscent of his time on the Bucks. speaking of the Bucks, He had two terrible turnovers one terrible interception one bad fumble but he did have four touchdown passes so 
kind of you got the you got you got all of Jameis on display yesterday. One of his touchdowns in the first quarter was a 72, 72 yarder to Deontay Harris. So you lo- anytime you love seeing a, a touchdown that high of yardage, you always love it. But then another one was the hail mary right before halftime. Threw it basically fifty yards into the end zone. It was like a perfect catch. Like it kind of like no one was on the. I think it was Callaway. No, he just kind of like went right to him in the end zone. He kind of jumped up and caught it. It was awesome. So that was cool. You always love to see that. I think the two biggest things: one for the Saints quarterback play, Taysom Hill got a concussion. So again, if you're rocking with Jameis moving forward, can he uh, keep up the consistency? I think for the Washington football team, their defense not cutting it when they were supposed to be an elite defense this year. So they got to figure that out moving forward. Supposed to be an elite defense, just absolutely terrible. Shout out to you though, Jameis Winston had another another pretty good day, another pretty mm-hmm. good day at the shop. Um, also shout out to me because Jameis Winston was one of your picks. I had remember my Antonio Brown pick that he was going to lead the Bucks yes, in receiving did. yards. Yes, you did. Well, he doesn't quite re- lead the Bucks in receiving yards. Because he has 325, but Mike Evans has 393, and Goblin has 366. But Antonio Brown played one less game, Mm. so his yards per game is the highest on the team at 81. So in a weird little spin zone there, both of us looking okay on those picks. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. You know who's not looking too great lately? The Carolina Panthers. Mm. They lose 21-18 to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles? Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> the Panthers blew a 15-6 halftime lead. Oh. Jalen's hurt. J- Jalen hurts. Slow mm. down, Kurt. Slow down. Grab Jaylen, the wall. Sorry. Wiggle like you want to <laughs> okay. make Jalen Hurts run for two second half touchdowns. <laughs> and the Eagles come back to win 21-18. Just a really wild up and down roller coaster season so far for the Eagles and the Panthers, kind of, Bruno. Panthers mm. obviously came out of the gates hot. Sam Darnold, I told you. When it became October, he turned into a pumpkin, confirmed pumpkin yeah. status, because he threw three picks yesterday in a very Jets-like quarterback performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers just can't get it together while Christian McCaffrey's out. Looks like he's back this week, which is good for them. Yep. But were, were we too early on the Sam Darnold hype train? Were we too early on the Panthers? Uh, hand up, I think I was. Yeah, Kurt, it's starting to seem that way. Again, Like it's good that he showed over the first bit of their season that he has it in him. Now we obviously see what we kind of knew from him on the Jets. We'll have to see what's going to happen for him the rest of the season. Kurt, one team that I am very uh, interested in seeing happens the rest of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kurt, they lose their 20th game in a row to the Titans, 37-19. Derrick Henry runs all over them, 130 yards and three touchdowns. Kurt, the NFL record for losses in a row is 26 by the Bucks in the 70s. The Jaguars, they've lost 20 in a row, and they don't look like they're stopping anytime soon. So we that is something to watch in the weeks to come. Holy crap. The, they do have a gauntlet of a schedule here too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Let's just real quick. Dolphins, got, Seahawks, yeah. Bills, Colts, 49ers, Falcons, Rams. Bruno, that's troublesome. That is troublesome. Here, spoiler alert. I'm going to go hot take potentially. Mm. Urban Meyer is not the coach of the Jaguars next year. I don't think even the rest of the season. You know, that, you know what? That could be possible. Yeah. That could be possible. Uh, speaking of coaches on the hot seat, mm, mm. John John Gruden and you. Maybe, maybe that contributed to his team's on-the-field performance this week because it was terrible. The Bears, the Bears beat the Raiders 20-9. Justin Fields threw his first career touchdown and survived an injury scare in this game, too. But playoff Damian Williams played well in his first <laughs> game, starting for Montgomery, who's obviously out with injury. Bears defense looked like the Bears defense of old, or kind of what we expected they might look like. Gave the Raiders fits. Bears win 20-9. Obviously, the whole John Gruden thing. Sends an email 10 years ago that was definitely definitely racially insensitive 
um, in terms of I think it was NFL PA guy. Yeah, Jamar um, Smith. Yeah, absolutely not good. Maybe it was a distraction. If it was, your your team didn't respond well to it because they played like crap this week. Yeah, and there, you know, I saw more reports today saying the NFL is forwarding more emails for the Raiders to look at. So I don't know what's happening with that, Kurt. Uh, we'll see if he is out soon or not for that team. Kurt, speaking of a team with more people out on them, the New York Football Giants. They lose big to the Cowboys this week, 44-20. to The story wasn't the Cowboys. Dak threw for three touchdowns. Zeke ran for 110 and a touchdown. They used a big second half to pull away from the Giants. An expected win. Kurt, the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, knocked out of the game with a concussion. Saquon Barkley just recovered from all his injury over the past year, injured his ankle, and has to leave the game. Kenny Galladay hurt his knee and had to leave the game. Though I did see Kenny Galladay today. It's more of like a week-to-week knee injury, but even still. The Giants, they just refused. Kurt, they said, health? Fuck health. We don't want health. We they, want injury. Yeah, because, they, they want yeah. no part of it. Absolutely. They want no part of it. So uh, the only other note from this game, Kurt, kind of a crazy stat I saw on Twitter. Trevon Diggs on the Cowboys, he has six interceptions in five games, and he's he's caught an interception in every game so far this year. Like, bro, what? Yeah, uh, that uh, hope that trend comes to a screeching halt as they head to Foxborough. <laughs> as, as they head to Foxborough this week. True. So, oh my goodness. Um, you know who's not coming to a halt anytime soon? Mm. Mm-hmm. The Arizona mm. Cardinals, Bruno. Another massive NFC West showdown. They take down the 49ers yesterday, 17 to 10. Just another. This is like another tough test. Another. They get an A. They get a, the the Arizona Cardinals yep. receive an A. Um, you're gonna be your professor or going to be a professor. Mm, uh, shout yeah, out I, me. Shout out you. Let's give them a grade. <laughs> I think that's. It has to be a good one, Bruno. Their defense stepped up. Absolutely shut down the 49ers. It was. It was the. I think the first start of Trey Lance's career, right? Start. First so. start, yeah. yeah. Um, a D-hop touchdown with five minutes left, obviously. Remember that? Uh, you know, as a Cardinals guy, we, we were Cardinals guys last year. Yeah, we people were. Forget. People forget. They did kind of, you know, kind of. Well, uh, just the beginning. Yeah, just the beginning. Just the beginning. <laughs> well, D-hop down there somewhere. D-hop down there somewhere yep. again this year. D-hop, nice, nice touchdown catch. Cardinals say undefeated. 49ers, some good, some bad. They're still right in the thick of it. Hopefully Jimmy G comes back soon because that offense just looks like Looks a little bit more cohesive with him there. Um, but we'll see. Cardinals, Cardinals, great. 49ers, obviously not out of it, but another big another big test passed from the Cardinals. Yeah, Kurt, absolutely. So, Kurt, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, our shorter recaps. Sure does. Uh, we're transitioning. Sure, sure does, does, boom. Absolutely right, boom. Um, we are transitioning to some of the longer recaps we got, Kurt. And Kurt, I said Kurt a lot right there. Kurt, 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 Kurt. Skip. Kurt. Skip. Skip. Uh, talk about a cohesive offensive performance from not just one team, but from two teams. In an absolute bang-bang, skeet-skeet shootout, complete opposite from the game you just talked about, Kurt. We had in an, a thriller, we had the Chargers taking down the Browns. Kurt, 47-42. to 42. That's some college football shit right there. But you know what, Kurt? What a game. It was It was obviously great. And, you know, I know they say there's no, you know, the, the losers aren't necessarily always happy about stuff after the game. But there's a lot to be happy about on both sides. We'll start with the winning team, Kurt. So for the Chargers, our boy, Justin Herbert. You know, a lot of questions coming out of college. He's improved every season. This year, he had a quiet start. He's heating up, Kurt. He had almost 400 yards, 398 yards passing, four touchdowns, playing like an absolute stud, and they needed every one of those yards and every one of those touchdowns yesterday. Absolutely crucial. Kurt, Austin Eckler, Eckler, I don't really know how to say it. Eckler, I think. Eckler. He, he had three touchdowns, Kurt, all of them in the fourth quarter can when they were coming back to win. Can you say clutch? Can you say Mr. Fourth Quarter, baby? That's crazy. 
Uh, I will say, one of them at the end, um, it was the classic, like, it was. there was like 30 seconds left, <laughs> I think. He tried to, like, stop short of the end zone, and the Browns were like, no, 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 you're scoring because we're getting the ball back. It's kind of funny. Real quick on that play, A, great job by the Browns bringing him yep. into the end zone. B, Austin Eckler, obviously you're not trying to score. You went down the play before. Why don't you simply just go down? Don't even allow them to yeah. drag you into the end zone. Just fall down. Yeah. He, he wanted those fantasies after. Uh, that's what really yeah, what he, we all know. He didn't want them, but he wanted them, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. He wanted them. He, he was okay them. with being in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, someone else who's okay being in the end zone, Mike Williams. I, he's someone I always wanted in fantasy, and I never get him on my team. Ever. Fucking eight catches, 165 yards, two touchdowns today. Go, looking like uh, him and Keenan Allen are the go-to guys for Justin Herbert. Obviously, it would be for any quarterback. I think the takeaways for the Chargers, Kurt, obviously they won the game, but I just love that the Chargers kind of give me this balls-to-the-wall kind of uh, feel for the, their team. Obviously, they want their defense to play better. That goes without saying. But again, they, they kind of just went for it all game, Kurt. They were 3-for-3 three three on fourth down. They provided some resiliency because they were down 14 in the third quarter, and they just kept on swinging. They survived in the theme of the day. Two missed uh, PATs and a failed two-point conversion. Just in general, you got to take your hat off to the Chargers for being able to just kind of uh, weather the storm and come back to win this game. Kurt, on the other side of things, this is kind of crazy for the Browns. So last week, we saw the Browns have a disgusting 14-7 win over the Vikings. Absolutely terrible. Awful. Baker. Baker, we found out he's playing. I forget the exact injury. Something with his shoulder. He's like a torn, partially torn labrum. He's playing through it. So credit Saginitis. to him for getting it out. Could also be that. Kurt is also a doctor. People forget. He had a bounce back game. <laughs> Threw for three th over 300 yards and two touchdowns. The fabled running back tandem on the Browns we call Chunt. Yes, there's an H in there. Chunt had 222 yards rushing. Thank God. And, and, three, and three combined touchdowns. Much like Kyle Pitts, David Njoku said, uh, I'm back, bitches. And he had seven catches, 149, and a touchdown. Kurt, listen to this stat and tell me this isn't nutty. Okay. The Browns, first team in NFL history, Kurt, regular season or playoffs, to score 40-plus points, gain 500-plus yards of offense, commit zero turnovers kurt zero turnovers and still lose kurt what the fuck i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i think obviously great game great game yeah. the browns had a chance to go for it late in the game ended up they ended up not going for it they punted i it was a punt or they go for a field goal i don't i don't remember but they could they it was like fourth and inches they decided not to go for it i was like mm, mm, that could come back to haunt them and it did I think the Chargers are just so good. It's just so different. Like they had the Chargers had terrible, terrible injury issues last year, and now that you see them all kind of playing together and they're healthy, um, they are the problematic for the AFC going forward. I think Justin Herbert is a top three quarterback in the NFL right now. In, yep, I said well, what, I said what I said. Kurt, I, first of all, I fucking love that because it's hard with him playing like he did yesterday. It's hard to disagree. Kurt, can we just take a second? Again, noted, not math, guys. This isn't the transitive property, but I don't know what's close enough to the transitive property. Kurt, last year, the Patriots played the Chargers. Do you remember what the score is? 45 no, 45 nothing. Hmm. So if what I'm hearing is 45 to nothing, then Matt Jones is better than Justin Herbert. Well, <laughs> Kurt, I said transitive property. I did say transitive property. Okay. <laughs> Cam Newton was the quarterback in that game, though. Kurt, I said, I said, transitive property. Kurt, did you not clearly hear me say that? I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay. Glad, glad, glad we are both on the same page there. Um, oh God, Bruno, one of those other quarterbacks who's playing really well, mm. really, really well. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. 
DraftJoshAllen.com. DraftJoshAllen.com. <laughs> I mean, wasn't there like a Josh Allen is tall? That was that the bio? Yeah, looks good in shorts. Look, yeah. Looks good in shorts. <laughs> tall men do look good in shorts, right, Bruno? As a, as, a, as, a, as a tall man myself, yeah. Yeah, you're um, a tall guy. Tall guy. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I got... <laughs> the draft Josh Allen.com got me off my game. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's funny. It's fine. It's funny. Um, speaking of being off their game, though, the yep. Chiefs, yuck. Huh? Huh? Dude, there's. Okay, it makes me so unbelievably happy because on this rainy, wet, weather delay fusion yep. of a game, uh, the Bills dropped their nutsack on the table, and Patrick Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes just stared at it. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know how you can watch this game and look at the absolute pounding that the Bills gave the Chiefs and not think that the, the Bills are just heads and shoulders better than the Chiefs. Um, both quarterbacks in this game, other teams in rushing yards, but it, it was different because Josh Allen kind of got whatever he wanted with the Bills, and he was obviously. The Bills' um, passing attack would all of a sudden now um, Dawson Dalton Dawson, Dawson Knox? Knox yeah Dalton Schultz is on the Cowboys not Dawson him. Knox Dawson Bills. Knox Bills yeah so now you have obviously Stephon Diggs you have Emmanuel Sanders and you yeah. have Dawson Knox yep. uh, yeah dude that's a that's that's a potent that's a potent um, receiving core for Josh Allen who I don't know if you saw him hurdle the Chief last oh, night yeah. dude he's just a freak Josh he's Allen he's a man is, he's a freak. Um, it, I was even in the rain. The bills, the bills were just—they were able to kind of get whatever they wanted. Now maybe that is because the Kansas City Chiefs defense is so goddamn bad. Yeah. Um, that white safety for them—I don't know his first name. Sorensen. Sorensen. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I, it, I saw a tweet today that I had me cracking up. Literally, he got burned for like three more touchdowns yesterday on all of them as the ball is in midair. Tyron Matthew, the other safety, has both of his hands up, like, so confused. Like, like what the hell is going on? I think, peop- I think people are tired of him playing, sef- like, secondary, playing safety in the Chiefs secondary, rather. But that whole defense is problematic. I think for the Bills, Bruno, they came into this game with something to prove, and they, they certainly did that. Now, yeah. it gets a little bit hairy here, too, for the Chiefs. They lose Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to mm-hmm. a knee injury. Travis Kelsey, injured late. Patrick Mahomes throws two more touchdowns. He has um, that's six in five games. He threw six all of last season, Bruno. They, he threw six all of last season, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out there and say it. Transitive property again. Uh, Mac Jones has five touch uh, five uh, interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has six. Who's mm-hmm. the better quarterback? Kurt. The answer is definitive. Let me just say that. There, I don't I don't think there is a second choice. There's only one correct answer here, and it's Mac Jones. <laughs> it's Mac, it's, baby. It's Mac Jones. Um, did you see Brittany uh, Mahomes tweet during the game that the refs are against the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure, honey. <laughs> yeah. She's probably filming uh, Jackson Mahomes' TikTok while while she God. was not watching the game because I don't Disgusting. know I don't know what that, what that whack job was watching. Mm. I, I just – this – I don't root for the Bills very much, obviously, because they're an AFC East yep. foe, Bruno. But I re- like if I was not a Patriots fan, I would love the Bills. There's just something about them. Sean McDermott is this gritty, gritty guy. Josh Allen. How can you not love Josh Allen? Like, Josh Allen might be my like third favorite quarterback in the NFL. Like the guy's just he's fun to watch. He's electric to watch. Um and um <laughs> I think that what was so interesting about this too was the fact that he was able to obviously lose that the first game of the season with the Steelers 
the the Bills looked like they could be on this trajectory of last year was a fluke, so on and so forth. The last four games have proven completely otherwise. The Bills are averaging almost like 40 points a game. Buffalo seems like they're back on track. I think that um, this, this is unfortunate to say. Uh-oh. I think the Bills are just that much better than like everyone else in the AFC East. If the, oh, yeah. if the Bills don't win the AFC East, something went dramatically wrong. Yeah, Kurt, I think we have to be very, very happy they somehow lost to the Steelers. Because if they didn't, Kurt, they would be sitting here undefeated. And we'd be saying they just passed their toughest test to staying undefeated moving forward. Yeah. Right? So, yikes. So, I don't know. I was, But bottom line, I was rooting for the Bills. Very happy the Bills won. Yep. I just, the Chiefs are 2-3. and three. Who would have thought at this point in the season the Pats and the Chiefs are the same record? Kurt, I'm glad you brought that up because I was also going to say that. Kurt, if we're just looking at the numbers... We have two wins. They have two wins. We have three losses. They have three losses. Kurt, I'm I'm not saying anything other than I'm looking at those numbers, and those are the same. Our, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> now, nobody has to know that our two wins are against the Jets and the Texans. No Kurt, one has to know that. Kurt, the, the numbers are just numbers. Those aren't team names, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. But now, now that the rest of the NFL is out of the way, ready to just talk yep. Pats for a few minutes. Oh well, you just spoiled it. You said one of our, one of our, one of Kurt. What if they didn't know what the result was this week? Mm, I did. You spoiled one of our wins. I did. I, you know, I'm, that's okay. I, I was a journalism major. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't bury the lead, Bruno. You did. Yeah, true. I, true. I, did, I did not bury the lead. I'll let you know real quick. Oh. Um, but you know what? Before we get into the game yesterday, there was okay. some, there was some large Patriots news <sighs> that dropped midweek. So we woke up on Wednesday yep. thinking, you know, it was going to be a nice nice little Wednesday. And uh, it was not because mm. um, the Patriots dropped some news that they released Stephon Gilmore and then they did not release Stephon Gilmore and then they traded Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers. So you take away the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, you take him off your roster for a six-round pick. Um, Bruno, what is your gut reaction to that news? Kurt, I have a feeling we're going to think fairly similarly on this, but my gut reaction to this news was just why. I It just was so weird. Like, our secondary has been struggling. We've been talking about that. And all year, we've been like, oh, it's going to be so nice to get Gilmore as a veteran to our secondary and on the team, you know, former defensive player of the year, all that stuff. It's going to be so nice to get him back. Kurt, this is not the first time there was, you know, rumors or an actual Gilmore, tr Gilmore trade. And what I'm saying is this was all rumored and stuff last year and previously this offseason stuff. I just don't really understand why we decided right now when arguably we need him the most, we trade him. Because that almost feels like we didn't have a plan. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, what are we doing? I will say this. I think, uh, I don't know. I think that maybe Belichick saw how good his defense and his secondary played against the Bucks and was like, and it was like, meh. We can we can we can do this. Now I know some it kind of came to a head 
because the Patriots wanted to sign Jamie Collins right. and didn't have right. enough cap space. So they were like, I think they were trying to maneuver some cap space around. And they went back to Gilmore. They're like, hey, let's let's work out a deal. I, I know for a fact, I saw on Twitter, Tommy Kerr yeah. and Mike Reese, they all said the Patriots went to Stephon Gilmore saying, hey, let's iron something out here. And he still really wouldn't budge. So it kind of right. just came to a breaking point, and Belichick was like, all right, we're going to release you then. And then when he dropped that news out there Wednesday morning that he was being released, but he <sighs> can't be released till 4 p.m. because that's like the end of the official day. So between – you know, when they announced that and 4 p.m., I guess a bunch of teams called looking to trade for him. And for whatever reason, the best offer was a six-round pick. Actually, that's not true. They had two better offers from two AFC teams. Uh, and mm-hmm. people do think it was back to the Buffalo Bills or, oh to, the, God. or to the Kansas City Chiefs. So well, Good thing we didn't do that. I'll take the six-round pick. But, Bruno, yeah. I think my biggest takeaway is that if you were truly going to try to trade him, this just simply was not the right time to do that's so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly it's, what I'm saying. I don't, I don't actually think there ever was a right time to do so. But, believe it or not, I do think that the quad injury that he had last year, he suffered in the Dallas game, I, th- mm. I think. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. In the Dallas game, uh. mm, Jim. Um, Wait, did we play them last year? We did, in the rain. Oh. Um, was that two years ago? Got the time. Mm. God damn. You know what? Stats guy. Yeah, stats guy. <laughs> Figure that out. I um, I don't think. Oh, regardless. He tore his quad sometime last year, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had season right. ender, season ending, a season ending injury. Um, but then that's where it started to get kind of wonky because he told like Josina Anderson before the season started this year that he'd be fine, ready to go once training camp started. Quote: If he needed to be. What is that supposed okay. to mean? Um, clearly, he was just not satisfied with his contract. He wasn't going to play this year at the $7 million. He, he went on record saying he wanted to get paid, quote, what he's worth. Um, I understand all that, but the team and him just didn't see eye to eye with that. Uh, the, the Pats put him on PUP, meaning he wouldn't be able to practice until week seven, and right. then he could be activated sometime between week seven and week 10. Now, obviously, if he was not going to pay play, he um, – he would have started week 10, basically. He would have been like, right. okay, I'll start week 10. I'll play my seven or eight games, make my $7 million, which comes out to, not again, math guys, but about a million dollars a game. So yeah. what he considers more of his worth, that's what he wanted to do. Right. But are you? I think this, this is where it loses me. Bill Belichick is a six-round pick who will not make the team next year more worthwhile to you than having Stephon Gilmore for seven or eight games this year. Like, you you can't look me in the eye. You can't look Patriots fans in the eye. You can't probably look guys in the locker room in the eye and say, hey, you know, a six-round pick next year, which doesn't mean anything, is more valuable to this team than Stephon Gilmore for seven or eight games. He's a defensive player of the year in 2019. Did he regress a little bit last year? Yeah, that's fine. He's on the other side of 30. I get it. I get not wanting to pay him. I totally get where the Patriots are coming from. But if you were going to trade him for an asset, you should have done it in the past. This is not this is not the time to do that. So let him come back in week ten. Let him play his seven or eight games, and then he goes wherever he goes and signs his contract somewhere else. Who who knows? Maybe he comes and plays his seven and eight games, and isn't that good? And then maybe he doesn't get as big of a contract next year. What? But that's fine. Maybe he's more in your price range. My whole point is he is better than Miles Bryant. He is better than Juwan yeah. Williams. We had to watch both those clowns play yesterday in Houston. They both sucked. So yeah. I just think I don't understand with a team where you have very little cornerback depth, 
because Jalen Mills was out. He had like a, a leg, right. a leg, some injury yesterday. He didn't play. So that obviously elevated John Williams and Miles Bryant. Both of them not good. J.C. Jackson, also your first game now, literally as the number one cornerback of the Patriots, also terrible. He was really bad. And down the stretch, Bruno, we have the Bills twice, the Browns, and the Titans. Those are some lethal offenses. Now you're doing it without Stephon Gilmore. And I was like, ah, it would have just been a nice boost, a nice reinforcement for this team. And now it's not there. So, I don't know. I think, again, this is probably like Bill saw the Bucks. The Bucks game is like, ah, oh, we can do it. I'm Bill Belichick. Bill, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. Bill Belichick has an ego. Like there, he has an ego, and he thinks he can work with whatever. And he found J.C. Jackson as an undrafted guy. He found Malcolm Butler as an undrafted guy. Well, you also found Miles Bryant as an undrafted guy, and he kind of stinks. <laughs> so yeah, I just ugh, I don't understand because yesterday it made uh, Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback from the Texans, look like Joe Montana. Yeah, Kurt, I'm going to be honest. My last point about that, because you kind of hit the nail on the head, was that I get the point about needing to free up money to sign Jimmy Collins. But you're telling me it was release slash trade Gilmore or we don't have the money? Like, is that really what you were telling me, Kurt? Like, I don't know. I I agree. The fact that we had to sit here and watch Davis Mills tear up our secondary yesterday honestly made me want to puke, Kurt. That was terrible. Yeah, it was horrendous. But let's get into that game a little bit. Obviously, Pats had an awesome come from behind win. They beat the Texans 25-22 on the road. But, again, the story for me is a tale of two halves. First half. It was an abomination. The uh, the Texans, I was coaching a youth football game during this, so I was getting all the updates <laughs> to my phone. I was losing a youth football game. I was, al- <laughs> I, was, I was already pissed off. And then I see all these notifications. I kept checking like the ESPN app on my phone. I'm like, the Texans still have the ball. It was their longest drive since 2010 a, in a decade. The longest drive that they've had in a decade. It was like a 20-play touchdown um, drive that they went up 6 nothing because hashtag field goal kickers, they missed an extra point. Now, sure. the Patriots' offense in the first half was pretty good. They ran the ball effectively. Damian Harris scores a touchdown on the Patriots' first drive. Mac Jones started the game 7-7 seven seven for 85 yards. and a t- um, No, not a touchdown in the first half. Um, but the, the offense was moving. Kendrick Bourne got involved early. Nelson Aguilar was involved early. Damian Harris ran the ball pretty well. Now, here's where things got sketchy. The second yeah. drive for the Texans, yep. they – they marched down the field and then hit like a 40-yard pass um, to a practice squad elevation guy who had five uh. catches for like 110 yards and touchdown because he got behind J.C. Jackson, jumped up over J.C. Jackson, caught the ball, Devin McCourty looked like slow as molasses getting over the top. So he splits both of them. He scores a touchdown. They miss an extra point again, and it's 12-6. Mm-hmm. to six. Now, the Patriots get the ball back. They march right down the field. Damian Harris... Homeboy, homeboy, you already cost us a game once this season because of a fumble. You cost us the Dolphins game. The Dolphins should be 0-5, but you didn't. You fumbled, and we lost. Now you're doing your best impression of that all over again. That was the first half, so it's much more game to be played. But Damian Harris is literally – he is a micro-penis away from the end zone. (laughs) It's true. And he – no one's really around him. He lets one guy punch the ball out. Like, dude – if you have both hands on the ball, you're, you're not losing it. You're not losing it. What do you, Bruno, what did he do? Uh, Kurt, he uh, lost He it. lost it. And the Patriots didn't have a touchdown. They didn't go on top. So now it's 12-6. to six. Obviously very different. Buff, uh, not Buffalo. We, Kurt, we just talked about Buffalo. Houston <laughs> Houston goes on to score again. The Patriots have to, have right. to you know, finagle a, um, uh, a late drive in the, in the first half to get a, a 52-yard field goal from Nick Folk. Um, I don't know. It just – 
the first half was just not good. The offense kind of carried to start it, but then the fumble by Damian Harris, and then Mac Jones had a couple turnover-worthy plays um, in, in, in the midst of that. It just wasn't a good half. Now, I will say, coming out in the second half, the defense did look a lot better. They gave up that stupid flea flicker touchdown to start it. That was fucking gross. That was like something the Patriots would do, though. That was very Patriots-like play. So they yeah. go up they go up big, and then, and then the Patriots' offense scores the next 16 points. Um, right. So they kind of they, – they came up clutch for like the first time this season. And I will say this. Yes, Mac Jones threw an interception, but – this was the most impressed I've been with. Well, I don't know if it's the most impressed. Mac Jones was pretty good last week. But I, each week he does something a little bit better than he did the week before. Like He is constantly improving, which is all you can ask from a rookie quarterback, especially he's – this is not me being a, a Patriots homer. Objectively speaking, he is the best rookie quarterback of the class and is really not close right now um, in terms of – Completion percentage over 70% in terms of yards per game, blah, 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 in terms of um, interceptions. So Mac Jones has it going on. I think um, the touchdown drive that he led late where he hit Hunter Henry in the end zone yes, was the first pass the Patriots have thrown into the end zone this season. Josh McDaniels, that was an absolute dot from Mac Jones. Please let him do that more. Please, yeah. please, Bruno. What were some of your takeaways from the game? Obviously, a little bit back and forth roller coaster, high high drama, which shouldn't have to happen in a Houston Texans game, but it was. Yeah, Kurt, that was exactly my thoughts. I mean, Kurt, we went down twenty-two to nine in the third quarter when they they scored to start the half. Kurt, I was basically ready to say the season was over at that point. I was like, yep. "Bro, we're losing fucking to thirteen to the Texans." We came out at halftime, did not make any adjustments. We let them score again. We were getting dominated. At that point, there was no signs that, like you said, we were going to have this impressive turnaround. I was ready to sit here being like, we're going to be talking about fucking losing to the Texans tomorrow. And so, Kurt, to your credit, to your point, yes, the offense did score the last 16 points. They came up clutch. Like you said, I think Mac Jones is improving every week, and I love the, his trajectory and all that sort of stuff. And, again, you can say when, when it mattered, the Patriots put it together and got the win. It's still alarming at the end of the day that we needed to have a 16 nothing run across the third quarter and fourth quarter against the Texans to beat the Texans. Like, that's still alarming. So, yes, was it a game we should have won and we did? Yes, absolutely. Was it also true that after the game, I think uh, David Andrews and some of the guys were saying, was this the win they needed badly? Absolutely, this is when they needed badly. It, the story is still out. The jury is still out, or the story is still to be written for what the season's going to actually be for the Patriots, especially with the Bills looking this good and, you know, with everything else happening across football. But, Kurt, we, yes, we beat the Texans, and I'm happy about Mac Jones, but, like, at a certain point, some of the things we're saying about Mac Jones might not be relevant this season. They might be relevant next yeah, season. Yeah, and, so we'll see. like, who are we? we we're both very uh, objective, I think I'd say, and we know the Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, if... No, Bruno, they're not. So it's like, you know. <laughs> mark that down as mark that down as, uh, Monday, October 11th. That's what Kurt said, and mark down what I said. Yeah. I feel pretty comfortable with my odds on that one. But I think um, I'm, I'm excited about the trajectory of this right. team. It's just it's right. – they're not. It's, it's they're probably a year or two away, and that sucks to hear. And yes, I felt the same things you did, Bruno, because yesterday, right. literally while this game was going on, I was like, "Why the hell do I have a goddamn fucking Patriots podcast?" Because right. all they have done for the last two seasons is suck. And I was like, "It's not fun to talk about a team that sucks." I want to start a podcast no. about a team that was good, 
Well, we don't have that. I think the Ra- oh the Rays almost hit a home run. I just almost pooped. Oh, um, but poopy. poopy. Uh, really quick, I think we should. I will. I want to talk about one more thing. The Texans yeah. let the Patriots back into the game yesterday because they they tried to get too cute coaching. Um, they went for they were up big. Uh, and they tried this re- not fake punt, but they tried to like draw the Patriots. So weird. They like the punter ran to the line of scrimmage like in shotgun. He's usually like uh, like seventeen yards back. He ran up to like five yards on the center. He was trying to like like uh, change the snap count and like act up and try to get the defense to jump off sides. Didn't happen. He only backs up to ten yards, catches a snap, tries to punt it, punts it right into the back of Terrence Brooks' head. Uh, not good. No, yes, not good. So, but the Patriots, quote unquote, blocked the punt, and uh, they ended up scoring on that drive, and that w- that was kind of what catapulted them to their to their fifteen or sixteen straight points there. So, um, Texans let them back in the game. It is what it is. The Patriots ended up winning a game. That was a must win game. Now they're going to face Dallas this week in a in a. In a I don't know. That offense is legit. I don't really feel great about them coming to town, but it is what it is, Bruno. I want to quickly end this uh, and this Patriots thing with three up, three down. Do you want yep. to talk about a couple of the ups? Yeah, Kurt. So uh, my first up here is Matt motherfucking Judon, who I'm going to say an honorary uh, member of the J Crew due to how you pronounce his last name. You can try <laughs> if you want to, but I'm claiming him. You didn't claim him before today. I didn't. So I didn't, for not I didn't him, claim so. him. Dude, he has been fucking unreal so far. Just sacks up the fucking axe, uh, fucking all over the field, Pat- tackles for days. Patriots record, six and a half sacks through five games is a franchise record. Most sacks in a, as through five games ever in Patriot history. So he's right. he's been worth every penny. He's been worth every, every penny. Every penny. He's been as advertised. I would say um, the other ups, you kind of already hit on it, Mac Jones. I don't need to get into all of it again. Again, he continues to look a little bit better with every game. At least we're keeping up that uh, positive. Oh, my God. I almost said positive slope. Like, that's some sort of math term. Positive trajectory. Sheesh. Y equals MX plus B. Um, the last up I kind of have in here was uh, our boy Hunter Henry. Again, we all remember him on the Chargers and him putting up numbers. Not quite doing that on the Patriots, but he's looking better every week, too. And that beautiful throw, beautiful catch in the end zone for that last touchdown was great. Kurt, yeah, he uh, also had, came up big on some some um, third downs. Like Mac Jones looking his way on some third downs. Love to right. see that. You're paying him a lot of money. John o. Smith has been invisible pretty much all season. But I'm glad. Well, I'm glad Hunter. Well, yeah, he's been. He was visible that one time. He was. <laughs> he was visible, not in a good way. Yeah. Um, Hunter Henry has been kind of being. Pl- Playing as advertised, I guess I was what right. I call it. He's looked like tight end one, which is great. Um, obviously, Kendrick Bourne is someone you could put in this list. He was in this list a couple weeks ago. I love how they get Kendrick Bourne involved early. I wish they would yep. sustain that throw to game. Because like Kendrick Bourne, usually in the, like the first half, has like three catches and a rush, and he's got like 60 yards, and you don't hear from him again. So it's like I, I, maybe that's him. Maybe that's the coaching staff. I don't know. I want more Kendrick Bourne. Here's what I don't want more of in the three down. Uh, Damian Harris, you're number one on that list. Stop fumbling the football. You're going to cost us more games. I don't like that. Don't cost us games. J.C. Jackson, in your first game without Stephon Gilmore on the Patriots, like literally, he's gone. Poof, Carolina Panther. Bruh. That's the performance you're going to give? <laughs> that, trash. Tarsh. J.C. J.C. Jackson. You, you're going <laughs> to claim him as a member of the J. Crew? No, oh, no, oh, no, no. That, that JC is a member of the opposite. <laughs> oh my God. Literally, <laughs> well, literally. Jewish. Well, well I don't know. We're That's not complicated. We're not going to get not religion. Guys. No, not, <laughs> not. Um, but uh, Devin, Devin McCourty also my, and my, and my down, he just looks old. It's sad. It's like the end of an era, but he just looks old. Um, I don't know. 
They, the secondary better figure it out, like I said, because you got a potent bunch coming from uh, Dallas this week coming up to Foxborough. So, I, uh, Bruno, is there a certain someone going to that game? Yeah, Kurt, I'll be at that game next week, so I would love to lose my voice screaming at the Cowboys. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but, Kurt, I'll be there for the ride. You sure will. Um, we've come to this point in the ride, Bruno, which uh, <laughs> it, all, it always gets a little bit chaotic because <laughs> it's time for the Stats Guy segment. Stats Guy, how are you doing? I'm actually unwell. Thanks for asking. Oh. You were unwell last week, too. Oh. <clears throat> you said um, I'm well, but reasons. no, I'm not. Yeah. Why are you not? <laughs> why, why are you unwell this time around? Well, I'm pleased to announce to the fans who have been listening to uh, playing the field since season one um, in where I was a special guest as my different persona, Abby Robinson, not stats guy. Mm. And I discussed um, my uh, growth, you could say, in terms of my physical agility and I also had promised the fans at that point that I was going to be running the Hartford 2021 marathon. And I simply did that this past weekend. And my legs have turned to stone. So. <laughs> not not great. But absolutely. Hey, round of applause. Congratulations. Well done. I would stand up, but I'm sitting. But yeah. Congratulations. I would stand up, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Well, I'm glad that you're finished with it um you did a great Me job i am sad that you were unwell though no it's okay i think i'm unwell for good reason and um every time i move breathe even cross my legs really i'm reminded of my accomplishment so <laughs> just a constant reminder <laughs> it's a great version of being unwell nice. beautiful yeah um, so because I love making everything about me, I've mm. decided to um, take my accomplishment and <laughs> have that lead my research oh my this week. Great. So for those of you listening who have either spectated a running race or been in a running race, I know one of my biggest fans also competed in or competed, ran in the half marathon this past week. I would say she definitely competed. Hi, Leslie. Um, I wouldn't want to run against her. But one of the best parts about it is the signage that you get along the route. Um, mentally, running is absolutely difficult. And so the comedic relief of a lot of the posters that people make on the sidelines and things like that really just get you through the whole thing. And running through the streets of my home city, Hartford, <clears throat> home of the Hartford Whalers. Um, Not anymore. Rip. I saw a sign that was pasted to like a highway sign <laughs> that said something like the goat and then in parentheses TB12 has never run 26.2 miles. Oh, Just saying. Yep. <laughs> Love that. Some are and saying so that like, stats guy and Leslie, shout out Leslie, are better athletes than Tom Brady. Some could say that. Some could say that. And I don't know if you feel threatened considering you got most athletic in high school. Um, that was that was I'm, many moons ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for your job. Oh my God. Um, but I read that, and as I was um, trying to mentally get myself through that, I was like, you know what? I'm actually really curious about like how far NFL players like run or whatever. And side note, my Apple Watch just simply is not my bestie. So. I've run with Kurt a couple times. He has really, really long legs, and so you'd think that this would make sense for that. But whenever I run, I know like four laps around a track is a mile, 
Mine will say like 1.05 miles or whatever. Yeah. And it lies to me and it's so annoying. Kurt and I will go for like four mile runs and his is four miles on the money. Mine's like 4.12. Hmm. So it's very obviously strange. That, obviously that added distance <laughs> adds up over 26.2 miles. So by the time I actually crossed the finish line, my stupid watch said that I had run 27.28 miles, which is more. excellent. That's more. But as you can imagine, when my watch told me I had run 26.2 miles, oh I was simply God. far away from the finish line. <laughs> that is brutal. So it was a struggle bus. So according to my Apple Watch, I ran 27.28 miles and burned approximately 3,600 calories. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot I lost of calories. 15 pounds this weekend, essentially is what that means. Just kidding. Oh, That's I was like, true. damn. Uh, yeah, was that, uh, I was like, is that I, healthy? <laughs> did I do that math? No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so I kind of did two little lines of parallel research. The first was just the running alone. And I found this article from runnersworld.com um, that ranked the is distance. That, is that a credible source? Not a clue. Is that a professionally um, published study? <laughs> yes. Not a clue, but <laughs> I will also say that this article was written in 2016. Stats guy, remember, you are in the presence of a professor. I did oh. not review this. I cannot confirm nor deny anything we hear from Stats Guy. All right, put that okay, on the well, record. And whatever these stats are, just <laughs> add five years. Add five years. Okay, sounds good. I don't know if that's the same scale as the stats I'm going to give you in years, but whatever. It. So it ranks the um, the like top seven, I think it is, sports in terms of the distance that the professional in that sport would run for every game. Do you guys have any guesses on what the sport is that people run the most in? Soccer. Well, that's a good one. Uh, do, you, like... do you quantify hockey as that's running? That's what my guess is going to be. Ooh, I don't know. You know, okay, so I was actually thinking about hockey today, too, in terms of running, because as we all know, I also have coached lacrosse in my past life, and I have this player on the team, bless her heart, she plays girls hockey, and she um, is a hockey player, and obviously the way that you run on the ice is a lot different than how you run on the grass, right. and sometimes she translates how she runs with her skates to running on the grass, and it does look a little silly. Interesting. Um, like so I'm going to consider hockey running, but I actually don't even know if that's listed here. Bruno, any guesses? That was oh, hockey? That, that was my guess, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually soccer. <laughs> well, Kurt, Kurt said soccer, so point to Kurt. Seven miles. I was going to say, I was gonna say six, yeah. Damn, that's a fuck um, Second to uh, soccer is field hockey, 5.6 miles. Third is tennis with an average oh, of three let's miles. Let's go, tennis. Fucking love tennis. Shout out. Next, I don't know what number we're on. I don't Four. have Four. nerve endings in my brain. Um, basketball, oh. 2.55 miles. Yeah. Coming in at number five, football, 1.25 miles. Yeah, that, even that Jeez. seems like a lot. It's just football. Yeah, average yeah. for receivers and cornerbacks. So yeah, okay. Kickers, Makes way more sense. Quarterbacks. Kickers, they're running like ten feet, and quarterbacks. If you're like Kurt, depends not on much. The quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the. <laughs> do you have any guesses on the least amount of running distance in a typical game? Golf. They don't run. <laughs> okay. They probably walk a, a ton of miles though. Um, she said running, Kurt. I. Well, like, what are we going to quantify bowling as a sport? Like, I need a range. Like, what is <laughs> yeah. like? Is it a major sport? Wrestling. Yeah, it's a game that. Has running in it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that still doesn't quite narrow it. Volleyball? 
No. What is it? Baseball. Oh, okay. And duh. I'm also going to say, um, duh. if this <laughs> isn't like the least amount of running in the sport, these are just like the major sports that people play and like it ranked them. <laughs> I was like bowling. Not a great so, stat, if we're going to be and, honest. <laughs> and not a great stat. But again, I'm making this about me. Wait, so did you really add care. five years? Did you add five years when you still have those numbers? Did I add five years to my point zero three seven five miles I'm that the saying. average baseball player runs per game? Hey, you said it you did, were going to do it. It did actually say that <laughs> Mike Trout. Oh, we know him. Um, famous baseball player. Um, <laughs> logged in 2015 regular season. Again, this was an article that came out in 2016. So at this time, 2015 was recent. Mm. Um, logged just under six miles in one game. So obviously that also depends on the position. Yeah. He's a center fielder, right? Yeah, what? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, the article told me that. Oh, well, I didn't know that. All right. That's guy. <laughs> God damn it. All right. But anyways, then I was thinking, like, that's cool. What about the calories? Because I feel skinny after this weekend. Ooh. And you want to know who's not skinny? Football players. Most of them. So I um, was looking at the average amount of calorie calories burned during, like, each sports games. Yeah. And... Hockey. S- the most? I just got to stick with my hockey theme here. Yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, let's start with the least. Okay. Golf. No. <laughs> Football. <laughs> not listed. Not an option. I mean, it's not baseball. Football. Basketball. What? Basketball. 635 That's shocking to me because of how it's a, you're, you're essentially sprinting. Yeah. Like, it's huh. Huh, weird. Weird. Well, um, <laughs> well, this says from sportscasting.com, you may think that all running and jumping burns more calories than other sports. All that running. Sorry. I'm not the best reader out loud that's mainly because there are many moments in a regular game where the players are just standing around or jogging lightly okay mm, that's true. sweet basketball is actually really easy according to this yeah. article sign me up second bruno's favorite sport hockey 700 calories this one is simply shocking based on the last stat about running baseball 1050 calories per game 1050 yep literally it says with all that swinging and sprinting shut up that's so dumb <laughs> Yeah, anyways, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you guys are going to have your minds blown. Do you know what's more than baseball? What? Bruno? Tennis. I'm, I, if it's tennis, I'm not going to have my mind blown. I played that shit. No. What is it? Golf. <laughs> Golf? <laughs> Bruh. Bruno, there's so much walking. I burn a shit ton of calories. Um, I use my Apple Watch for... Yeah, he does. And I'll get a notification. I'll be have like, Have you seen Kurt what John Daly 4,000 like? calories. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Hit it hard, man. Hard. hard. <laughs> okay, All right, Abby, that. shout out but, the golf reference. Um, yeah, literally first sentence. I mean, sorry, that's right. This subtitle says probably the most surprising entry. I went on golfing. This list is golf. <laughs> I went golfing, and I burned two thousand four hundred seventy-seven calories over the course of five hours. Okay, you're literally stealing my thunder about the amount of calories I burned running a marathon. Um, but that's great for you. Soccer thirteen fifty. Thank you, Bruno. And tennis, sixteen fifty, coming in go. right at the top. Football, seventeen sixty calories. I, Again, I, depending on the position. I did list that as my least favorite. I, or not least favorite, least amount of calories burned. I thought you were going to try to cur- fool us with a curveball there. Yeah, which is wild because this also adds like the amount of calories that people eat. JJ Watts, defensive end for Houston Texans. Not anymore. Not anymore. At the time. Yeah, at the time. Okay, this is a different article than the last one. Is it still from 2016? But let's see. I think my computer literally has a different like time zone on it. No, August 28, 2020. So I guess not that. Yeah, long he ago, just got with the Cardinals this yeah. year. 
Um, the five and O Cardinals. Yeah, rude. Um, my pick six, that was my only incorrect answer, which I was so mad. I would have almost beat Kurt if I picked the Cardinals, but whatever. Um, well, I picked claims, the Jets, so. True. That that was certainly your bad. Yeah, my fucking bad. tell him, stats guy, fucking tell him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, it's not two verse one here. Back off. Um, he claims Sleepy to eat a diet of over 9,000 calories a day. 9,000? That's like some Michael Phelps shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you probably burn a lot more calories during practice than a typical game because you're doing so many more drills and things like that. Sorry, if you're hearing feedback, I'm wearing a turtleneck because <laughs> um, I am I'm, I need to be warm and covered in cozy clothes after my traumatic weekend. But thank you. Um, you can keep the applause coming. I wonder how that's going to sound on when I listen to this back. It's probably going to sound just as good as it did when I crossed the finish line <laughs> and I got to hear the announcer say, Stats guy from Grandy <laughs> is now crossing the finish line. <laughs> Correct. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, I'm not going to very humbly uh, brag about myself, but I am very proud of myself and I absolutely 10 out of 10 recommend for anybody who thinks that this could be a distant goal of them to try running a marathon because the training absolutely blows. Um, the injuries suck. Um, You're not doing a good job selling it so far. Yeah, but I think, and this might just be my personal mental health. Um, that is why this is happening, but I have completely suppressed all of that trauma because I will say the feeling of crossing a finish line, like literally made me black out all the awful parts leading up to this. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. So clap for me. I ran a marathon. Okay. I will never be doing it again. I have a, Stay tuned. I have a very serious question. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my Base. God. Huh. <laughs> oh, my God. I just put something in my mouth, and I thought it was chocolate, and it literally, I'm pretty sure, is a rock. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> We've Sorry. reached goofing hours way too early. Now. I'm just oh so God. hungry. Anything looks like chocolate. So rock. you ate a rock? <laughs> it's not a I don't know why there's a rock it's on a rock. my desk. Why did you put it in your mouth? Thought it was chocolate. So you would have just a piece of chocolate just sitting on your desk for who knows how long. You would have just popped well, in your no, mouth like I that. had I had a couple of uh, chocolate covered strawberries, and so I thought a little shard of chocolate like flipped off my strawberry and landed on my desk. So I just picked it up. That, in a nutshell, folks, is me. That in a chocolate covered shell. Yeah, it's like the in the uh, movie Baby Mama where the person has brown on her arm and she says, "Is that poop or chocolate?" And then she licks it and it's like, "It's chocolate." It, if it were my luck, if that's my child, I'm gonna lick it. It will definitely be shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that doesn't happen. But back to my question: <laughs> Before you ate a rock, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> based on our uh, our little chat last week about Miss Katy Perry, was there any Katy Perry on your running playlist? Hmm. You know what? There actually wasn't. Oh, boom. Um, well, actually, technically there was, if you count playing the field. Oh, um, she... Because oh, no. I actually mm. did not listen to it the moment it was released onto Apple Podcasts. I actually downloaded it and saved it because I knew I was going to need to accumulate some content wow. to keep my brain absolutely distracted from what I was doing. So... The first 11 Clearly miles Clearly your brain is still distracted from what you're doing because you just ate a rock. <laughs> Literally, when people go, say, like, go eat rocks, I can say, I, I have. have. I don't um, kick rocks. I, I, eat, them. I the, eat them. Yeah. 
<laughs> the first 11 miles of the route was with the half marathoners, and my brother also did his very first half marathon, which is so cool because um, he is absolutely not athletic, just like myself. Jesus so Christ. So I kept <laughs> – I um, – kept my headphones out so that him and I could like cheer each other on throughout the whole thing. And that was really, really cool. So I didn't put my headphones in until after I passed that. Um, and I will say playing the field, uh, was the first thing that I put on after I put my headphones in. Was I paying attention to the entire first two thirds of the episode? No, I was thinking about how much pain I was in and it was just really nice to have the voices of two familiar friends in my ears. Oh, um, so the last third you actually paid attention to? Cause it was yeah, because it was when I was on. Yep. <laughs> yep. But even that, I really don't think I was paying attention to. I was just like, it was just a it was maybe five percent distraction it, away from what was happening. Was it hot and cold? Was, it was mostly hot. Were there any fireworks? I was sweating a lot. Uh, did you, you, you want to kiss a girl and like it? I. I didn't. Nope. All right. Unfortunately, I did not want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. Hey but, hey, but if you want to do that, you. it's 2021. <laughs> you know, we no it's judgment true. here. Yeah, it's true. I can also kiss rocks if I want to. Yo, you'll them. just eat them. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, Abbas, our stats guy, is that all for you? This was weird. Yep, that was a weird ending. I need to go to bed. Me too. Uh, Bruno, just take us out. Take me out, please. <laughs> well, you know, we're all going to be taken out pretty soon. But <laughs> good. Congrats to stats guy. Congrats to us. We made it through the weekend, through Monday. Listen to this in your delightful ear soon. We are very appreciative of all of our sponsors and millions of listeners, as usual. BetterHelp.com. The promo code no longer works because that was just last week, but we'll have a sure. new one for you coming up soon. But we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Go Sox. Toodles.